Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It's 1233 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. And some guests on our show receive guest certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night's date night at Roos Chris, we're to conduct for $120. If you've just joined us, the Edmonton Oilers made five moves today. They placed three players on waivers. Uh, these are players that have to uh, clear to uh, be assigned to the American Hockey League, and that's Brad Malone, a forward, along with defenseman Kevin Gravel and Keegan Lowe. Uh, Cooper Marodi, who does not have to clear, was assigned to Bakersfield. Scotty Upshaw, who was in on a PTO but never healthy enough to play a game, has been released of his uh, PTO. All right, without further ado, we are pleased to be joined by uh, we'll be joining John Shannon momentarily here you can text us at 630-630 tweet us at Oilers now email us Oilers now at 630chad.com at uh, any time and uh, we'll attempt to uh, get to things uh, for a matter of interest, and I put this out on Twitter today, and Jack and myself went into an extensive conversation last night on the potential line options that are there for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and I said, hey, what do you think of these lines? Ryan Nugent Hopkins continues uh, to play left wing on a line with Connor McDavid and Ty Ratty. Leon Dreisaitl with Milan Lucic and Kyler Yamamoto, who has had a terrific camp so far for Edmonton, or a terrific uh, preseason so far. Ryan Stone centering Jujar Karen, yes, a Paul Yarvey, and Paul Yarvey's played well again. This happening because of the play of the three right wings, Raddy, Yamamoto, and Paul Yarvey. And then Kyle Brodziak centering Tobias Reeder and Zach Gassian with Kajula and Aberg being the extra forwards. So give us some thoughts on that as well. All right, I think we've got John Shannon. John, how are you? John, are you there? I am, Bob. Good. Good, good. What's going on? How was your weekend? Uh, well, you know, I probably got my last game of golf. Maybe there's one more game of golf left. <laughs> one more game of golf. Well, there was a lot of... Actually, you know what? The Golden Bears were golfing up in Athabasca this weekend. 
if you drove about 50 miles outside of Edmonton up Highway 2 North, or 45 to 50 miles, there was like a cutoff point. There was snow on the ground in Edmonton all the way up to about 45, 50 miles out close to Clyde, and then suddenly there was no snow, and it was it was decent up in Athens. It was warmer up there than it was in Edmonton. So there were still some well, folks golfing. It's going to be nicer this week, though, for uh, people to golf. I hope so. I still, I, I, I still, uh, I, I got, I got work to do on that swing of mine, Bob. We've heard that about you. <laughs> yes, indeed. All righty, uh, John. It's funny how things work out in. Uh, uh, training camp and in preseason, and I'll tell you why. Because the, you know, obviously special teams have to be vastly improved for Edmonton. That's a given. But there were sort of three targeted areas. People wanted to see, you know, how Miko Koskinen was going to do. Uh, you know, was there going to be a battle between Koskinen and Montoya for the backup position to Cam Talbot, or was Koskinen being able to push? The Oilers have played four preseason games. Koskinen started two. He's one and one in those games. Had some tough shots to face last night. Wasn't great in Calgary. Looked a lot more composed. So goaltending was an issue. We were looking for somebody to break through on defense. Um, To me, Evan Bouchard's been the best of the defensemen, and it's going to be – I think he's as close to have made the team as could be. And then up front, there were a lot of question marks on the right side, and that's been the biggest uh, pleasantest surprise for the Oilers. That's where we're going to start. Kyler Yamamoto, Ty Ratty. And yes, Paul Yarby, I know you've watched the games. Oilers can't ask for much more than they've gotten out of those three players so far. No, you know what? I, I, the Ratty story is such an interesting one and a compelling one that uh, even in reading what Ty has had to say in the last couple of weeks, that he knows that he's close to the end of having chances. To me, that's a fascinating story. Uh, as far as Yamamoto, I, I think that there were a lot of people in the organization uh, looking at him uh, a little askew simply because they they weren't sure about his attitude. They thought that maybe he thought he was too big to be at the Prospects Tournament and he should be just going to regular camp. Um, but, I, you know, that too has proved to be a, a pretty good a pretty good scenario. Uh, so to me, those two, uh, above more than anything, those two guys, if they can perform, one with his stick on the ice and the other using his speed, then all of a sudden the Oilers have a different personality on that side. Because there's a lot of, uh, you know what, right now there's a lot of non-belief. Like, here's the thing. If you're in Edmonton and if you happen to have been, you know, if you saw Connor McDavid in the informal skates and the drive he said he had and and, you know, He's filled out a bit, and uh, Ian Herbers, the coach of the U of A, was running those skates. He's like, he's a man now, and he was driving it in informal skates, and the expectation level there from their top players. We've heard from uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You know, now's the time. We have to take a step forward. It's unacceptable how the season ended up. All those kind of things. I do sense, and I'm not trying to play John too much into the record, but I sense there's starting to be a little bit of a building confidence in Edmonton. But that does not exist in other markets because people aren't around the team and they haven't had a chance. Like, the team's playing way quicker, John, than they were a year. They were a slow team. Remember, you were with us in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And Drysaddle had just returned from a concussion. They didn't have Kajula. They were a slow team. McDavid wasn't at 100%. They were a slow team at that time of year. And they're... But he, but- 
But looking from the outside, Bob, uh, for a lot of people, it's easy to be skeptical about Lucic. Yep. It's easy to be, it's easy to be skeptical about Cassian. It's easy to be uh, you know, skeptical about Kara. Three guys that have lots of size. Um, you know, one of the young in Kara, they have a guy that I think is untapped and has been untapped to this point. Maybe he can maybe continue his growth. But the other two guys are, uh, again, from the outside looking in for a lot of people, are on borrowed time. And if, if those two guys, and you and I have talked about this on the air and in person, if those two guys have anywhere near improved season, then all of a sudden this team does have depth. Where, where last year, let's face it, you know, what, what, what the problem was? They said, Sure, they had 12 skaters in, in the forward positions, but they had no depth. And so other than you put Connor's line up and, and then, you know, if, if Leon was, was not playing with Connor, where, where were you going? And so that, that, that skepticism was easy to, is easy to uh, accept from the outside, and, and you do have to be there to watch it. And, and they have to go out there and have to prove it on the ice. So I can That's sit right. here and say, I'm t- like, even last night against the Jets, and again, Winnipeg had, John, seven of their top nine scores in the lineup. The Oilers only had two of their top eight. Edmonton dominated stretches of that game with their quickness on pucks. And, uh, you know, they had nine or ten guys that aren't going to be on the team when the teams... But it was... It, there was a different... Every team says, hey, we're going to play faster and we're going to play quicker. Uh, but I do think we're starting to see signs with it. And that's what makes guys like Ratty, like Poliarvi, and like Yamamoto, who maybe... Not everybody was. Sh- we're still not sure on them, but they're very intriguing to watch moving forward. Now that's the positive. The challenge right now is there's two other areas that have people concerned, and one's on defense. And Bouchard's been the best, in my opinion, of the guys fighting for that number six spot, and the other is in goal. Though there are options on defense and in goal for Edmonton. Well, but I, but you know, I, I think the the, the goaltending one is this simple one. I'm, I'm not near as much backing up as I am concerned whether Cam, who's in the last year of his contract, can return to that level we saw two years ago. And that's, that's really, that is so vital to this organization. And, and so as Talbot goes, so goes the Oilers in many, many ways. On the blue line, I mean, you know, Bouchard, when Bouchard got drafted, I mean, I was of a belief that he would start the season with the Oilers and could contribute right away. I love his leadership. I love his skill. Um, but that was when Sekera was still in the lineup. Yeah. And and so all of a sudden, Bouchard's not the number four guy. He's the number three guy now. And how much of a difference does that make? And that's that's a that's a big question. Well, I don't have him. I mean, hey, he's a, I, I don't have. I mean, I have him down the road as a top four right shot defenseman, but. To me, he's playing in a third pair each sheltered minutes and then getting an opportunity on the power play. You know, I... And, and it, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I, mean, I guess I put him in the top four simply because of special teams. Yeah. I mean, because if he can change that whole aspect of this organization, particularly on the, on the power play, then man, oh man, oh man, do things look so much better. Yeah, well, they've been looking for that piece for a while, and they might have had it fall right in their lap. Uh, We're joined right now by John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hey, John, 
couple questions here for you that aren't specific to the Edmonton Oilers. How much of a quandary was the league in with what occurred with Max Domi and Aaron Ekblad? I mean, I don't think there was a quandary. I, there was a quandary about the punishment. Yes, that's what I mean. I, I think they knew what they had to do. They knew that it was wrong. Uh, and the problem was, at this point, uh, the way they're doling out discipline, they didn't want to go past the six-game mark uh, for fear of an appeal, which they would, they felt they would lose. So from that perspective... Uh, the option was to give him the rest of the uh, preseason or let him play in the preseason and give him regular season games. And that is something that isn't necessarily in or out of the CBA that I think that there was enough people questioning, was it worth it? And was it worth creating a grievance situation with the Players Association? At this point, you know, it, you know the, the league and the Players Association were in this fragile ground of the next 12 months, Bob. And I think that there's a real belief that, you, you know, let's, let's try to get along and let's not stir the pot too much for something that in the end is, we know is suspendable. Um, but really, in terms of importance, what it, was it really? Were you surprised by how Ekblad handled that situation? You know, I don't know Aaron very well. I've talked to him All a right. couple of times. Uh, I, um, you know, but I also know that he's also got concussion issues. Yep. And and we don't know how that plays into it. I also know that these two guys have a history in the OHL. And I don't know how that impacts things either. Uh, from, you know, the day Aaron was in Barrie and Max was in London. So from that perspective, I don't I don't have that answer. Okay. We're joined by NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst John Shannon, Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers now. The Oilers are on the ice as we speak. It's 1245 in Edmonton. Um, the Ottawa Senators, they've traded a significant part of their team, one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League, Eric Carlson. They have a couple other guys that are pending, UFAs that are pretty good players. Who's yep. the more likely guy to get signed, Mark Stone or Matt Duchesne? I think Mark Stone, uh, simply because I, I, even even uh, in the last week or so, Mark has let it really be known how much he loves playing there, how much he enjoys being a senator, uh, how he's committed to the organization. Uh, so I, I think that Mark Stone has a better chance of being a senator past the trade deadline uh, than Matt Duchesne. Now, that said, I think Matt Duchesne wants to stay as well. Uh, and they're of, a, of an age and a vintage that uh, they would be two pretty good, pretty good uh, key players uh, to build around. I'm not sure Duchesne wants to go through another rebuild, and then you hear rumblings that perhaps he's, uh, he's at a point where he wants to do what he would describe as a John Tavares play where he wants to play and be an unrestricted free agent but I so that so to me the answer is Mark Stone who will challenge anybody that says he wants to oh, he, he has not asked for a trade he wants to be a senator we are uh, joined right now by John Shannon just uh, speaking of practice today we mentioned those lines this morning 
And uh, of note, uh, threw some lines out on Twitter. And Connor Yamamoto is skating on the right side today with Leon Dreisaitl and Milan Lucic, which is where I had him slotted this morning. Tobias Reeder is on left wing with Jujar Karen, Yessa Pogliarvi, Ryan Strom, Jason Greger just pointed out on Twitter, uh, not skating today. Uh, and then McLeod with Aberg and Jason. Scotty Upshaw released from his PTO. He could never get to 100%. John, uh, you, really like, you really like Ryan McLeod, don't you? I do, but I, I think, you know, it's 98% that he's going back to Mississauga. At this stage, it's about getting him, like, I think, you know, when we get to Friday here, I, they, they, I got to check their schedule. Uh, but my guess is he will be released for the weekend at that stage, you know. Uh, I think he's played. They have something in right To me, I think of Eric Halla when I think of Ryan McLeod. That's – and Eric Halla is a pretty effective player. who can. He's a left shot that can skate and uh, had a great year last year. Took him a couple years, but like everybody in Vegas – you know, sort of exceeded expectations. Now, do you envision, like, can Vegas be this good again this year as they were last year? Yes. <laughs> in can. a word, they can, eh? Yeah, they, they can. Oh, absolutely. I, in fact, I think they're better uh, offensively this year than they were last. Yeah. I think Stasty and Pacioretty make them better. Um, you, you know, they, they're going to miss Nate Smith for 20 games, Bob. They're light on, the, and they don't have... Uh, Shea Theodore signed, and they don't have Shea Theodore signed. That it sounds like it's not going very uh, going well on either side. Uh, but they, and they also have uh, they also had had he not missed twenty five games because of a concussion, the guy who probably should have won the Hart Trophy, Mark Andre Fleury. Okay, I I think they're going to be hard pressed to match what they did last year, John. Got to tell you. You know what? Uh, a big part of what they did was their first uh, eight games. They went seven and a one at home on that big home stand early in the season after the tragedy. Yeah, and they built uh, it incredible. That, that was a big part. That was a big part of their momentum. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. They do between uh, start of the season and November first. John, great stuff as always. Thanks for your time. Have a hey, have a good time in Germany. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I think we're gonna have to have. Uh, well, I know for a fact I'm already booked Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday and Friday nights in Germany, which are in Germany and Sweden, which coexist right during this show. And you can imagine that there would be technical challenges, like we'd have to, you know, hook up a couple cowbells or something just to, so I could hear the radio station. So, you know, they have good technology in Europe, Bob. Don't I mean the Europeans are actually ahead of us, Bob? Are they? Oh, miles ahead. Yeah, I know. That's why uh, the uh, UEFA uh, Champions League is on Dazan right now and not available over the air in Canada. It's called it's, it's called DAZN, Bob. It's called I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to give it its actual. Now, do you, do you have an endorsement fee with those guys or what? <laughs> no, but I just, I like pronouncing things properly. Oh, come on. I grew up in a town called Edmonton where Brian Hall, re, uh, you know, has made up pronunciations on players' names for about 30 or 40 years. I love Brian Hall. I put him on the air for years. You know that. I know that. Louis Pasaya, right? Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Have that's, some... when, uh, that, that's when every, every CFL team in the Western Conference, it was called the Conference, every CFL team in the Western Conference had a villain in the media. And Brian Hall was the villain at Edmonton. 
Not much has changed. He's still available. <laughs> John, great stuff. Take care. Have a great day, Bob. 12.51 in Edmonton. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Tweet us at Oilers now. I am going to get to some of your texts. We're going to go heavily interactive. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.55 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Rogers Place tomorrow. The Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks. Thursday, the Edmonton Oilers at Rogers Place against the Arizona Coyotes. Saturday afternoon, the Edmonton Oilers against the Calgary Flames. Last of their North American preseason games, the team will immediately fly that night from Edmonton into Cologne, Germany. And then they will take on Leon Dreisaitl's father, Peter Dreisaitl's Cologne Sharks, an exhibition game on uh, next Wednesday. That'll be a Wednesday morning 8 a.m. broadcast on 6.30. Chad. And then the Oilers open up the regular season in Gothenburg, Sweden against reigning NHL MVP Taylor Hall and the New Jersey Devils. Now, speaking of Saturday, we got the Oilers game followed by the uh, Edmonton Eskimos who are looking to rebound after dropping their fourth straight road game. Sweden and Germany are sold out, but registrations are now being accepted on Oilers Now road trips to see the Oilers play in Nashville and Vegas this year. These great travel packages include tickets, hotels, reception, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Register now for the Oilers Now road trips. Call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Let's go to our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Hey, Bob, I'm texting in 10 minutes early for the show today. Long-time listener, says the texter. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Uh, Since calling in as a 12-year-old defending Markkinen in the playoffs, my question has to do, says the texter, about uh, Yamamoto. Uh, Todd McClellan and Peter Shirelli have their backs against the wall. Todd has stated that multiple times they're going to ice the best team. How do you play Reader on the second line when he hasn't earned that spot and send down Yamamoto, who's played everybody not on the first line? Uh, It's a lot of saying the right things, but I'm waiting to see the action match the words. And the response to that, today in practice, Kyler Yamamoto on the right side with Leon Dreisaitl, Emelan Lucic, and Tobias Reeder moved further down the lineup, actually playing left wing with Jujar Kera at center and on the right side, yes, of Paul Yervi as Strom is not on the ice. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, does Mark Letestu get a shot after being released on a PTO from Florida? I, I would say uh, unlikely. Uh, this text comes in. Speaking of made-up words, Bob, did you just say heavily interactive? There, stuff. Uh, no, I believe I said uh, heavily interactive, and that's what we're hoping to do. But, you know, I have often butchered words, so it's entirely possible, texter, that I did drop a heavily interactive on us. Randy has texted the show out of Red Deer. Bob, I like uh, Pugliarvi's progression, uh, but not a very good job on the shorthanded goal. Uh, completely lost his check when he was right beside the guy. Well, mistakes happen. It's preseason. Go get it back. And V has texted the show at 630 to 6.30 to say, not a chance. Vegas is as good as last year's team. They will, though, battle for a playoff spot. All right. Uh, we're going to go to open up our phone lines at 780-496-0063, our River Cree Resort Casino Hotlines. Uh, here we are. Uh, we're a week into preseason. The orders are 3-1. and one. What's got you uh, maybe more confident than you thought you were going to be 
uh, in the offseason and what area of the team has you concerned. And you can text us at 630-630, but we will take some calls on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.